This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Somebody give God praise. Lift up your hands and worship Him. Can you sing your own song to Him? Just express your love. Worship Him. Sing your own song to Him. We give you praise. We magnify your name. We worship you, Lord. We give you praise. You are good and your mercy endures forever. What a wonderful Savior. We declare our love for you tonight. We love you forever. Blessed be your name, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give God a clap and shout and just thank God. Hallelujah. Can you just welcome somebody to church tonight? Let them know you are so glad to see them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us to stand together to read a portion of the Bible tonight. Let's read Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Um, I hope to start something that I'm going to really talk about on Sunday. By God's grace. So on Sunday we are talking about something about strongholds. Warfare. Breaking. <laughs> but from another perspective, the greatest warfare is the one going on inside you. Change begins from inside. Hallelujah. But we are going to talk about this. Pictures and imagination will be the first part of it that I'll talk about on Sunday. And maybe upper Sunday we go on again. Amen. But let's read something here. Exodus 32 verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is become of him. Number one, thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Uh, when your eyes are on men, you are going to make a lot of mistakes. Moses brought them out of Egypt. You know, sometimes when I want to say something in the church, I pray in my heart that even if I, whatever I say, people should get it and let it go down into their hearts. While the worship was going on, there was a whisper ahead in my spirit. So many people have never given God attention to just hear what the Father wants to say to them. Because their minds are so loud about what they are going through and what they want God to do. And God has a better way. His plans are ahead when you settle down with him. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, this is not what I want to say, but from the beginning, yeah, the Bible begins to reveal their error. Moses was just missing for 40 days. One month and 10 days. He was on the mountain and he was caught up with God. And the Bible says he did not eat and he did not drink for 40 days. You will only be able to do that. You can go without food for about that, but without water, only if you are supernaturally empowered by God to do so, like Jesus did. Now, the Bible did not say Jesus did not drink, but the Bible was silent whether he drank or not. We don't know. But the Bible says he, was, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So Moses was talking with God. He wasn't even conscious of time. And the Bible says, as he began to talk to God, his face started shining. Because the glory on the Father started rubbing up on him. He did not even know he came down to the valley. Then he noticed that everybody was covering their eyes, looking at him. Because of the light that was coming from his face. When you talk to God, you might not shine physically like that. And it can happen at some realms of glory. But when you talk to God constantly, there is a glow that is seen on you. Psalm 34 verse 5 says, They look unto him. They were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. So when people look unto him, there is a light that comes on them. And that shines from them. They look unto him, they were laughing, and their faces were not ashamed. As we worship and behold your face, the light of your countenance, we radiate your love. Very true. Hallelujah. But this doesn't happen when you are praying that, Lord, rent, rent, provide, provide. That does not generate light. What generates light is a prayer of fellowship. Father, we love you. You are wonderful. And you are there in worship, in praise. Something can happen to you right there. Now, if it doesn't happen physically, it's happening spiritually every now and then. And when you come out, the problems of this world, that's what, that's what I say, turn your lights on Jesus, turn your eyes on Jesus, and everything will grow strangely dim. All other things, all other problems that once look big, now you have seen the glory. They look small and then they disappear. Can I hear loud, amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. They can have your seat this evening. See, people don't know what they miss. When we don't see God all latterly in worship, when all our prayers are centered, and Lord, I want thee just do that, bind this, loose this, and freeze this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, they were in the wilderness. And just 40 days, they were trained to always look at physical things. Physical things. And the concern, the concern about the church in Nigeria is that we are going back there, or many, not all of us, some of us are not, going back there in confidence in physical things. I want to anoint my documents. Something you can see. I need a, I need no, that, that, that's not to go against any doctrine, please. I respect all men of God. But when people begin to be so conscious of physical things, 
physical things. If that pastor can just touch me, the centurion says, speak, and my servant, and Jesus called that great faith. Bible says, it, 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 it shocked him, it surprised him, it impressed him. He is still being impressed by those who depend on the world today. Not on touch. Physical things. It's a dangerous thing. Whether here or where we have a program in Abeokuta, a minister would have prayed under the power of the Holy Ghost in the oil out and so people will still stand outside. Their problem is bigger than all that happened in the world. So they must be prayed for specially. Quit. Don't when you give Satan attention, it directs your life for the rest of your life. Many miracles, you start knowing when you get home. Maybe I should say this. When you fast and pray, answers, a word can come when you are fasting. But most times, the miracle, the anointing, the increase in knowledge that you seek while you are fasting, they begin to manifest after you have finished fasting, when you have started eating. Did you get that one? Let that soak. Because you can fast for seven days. And within those seven days, you've not heard anything special. You are, you are discouraged. If you were truly praying during seven days, you have pulled down something. It will stay with you forever. But it's like you start knowing, like taking medication. It might not shake you immediately. Or something has entered your system. Did you get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. Amen. So when people fast at times and then they get angry afterward. For three days I was praying. I didn't hear anything. Well, number one, he must have spoken. Number two, he might be waiting for when you are true. Whatever you have received will now begin to manifest. Anyway, the first point tonight, which is actually not part of the message, but let's just, they were looking at Moses. So when they did not see Moses, they felt that God was no more with them. God was no more with them. There is an order. This is not also, sometimes while ministering, there is a, I will just feel like by the Spirit saying certain things. I was talking to a sister today. Let me say this straight away. Part of Christianity is ability to save money. And then she was telling me that as I said, I give out all my money as offer, and I, I immediately I just did. I said, So, so what? I said, I follow this prayer on TV, follow this one on radio, follow this one, and I give. I said, That's your problem. God is very orderly. I said that, well, the leaders of the church are rich. We don't do that. I said, because we understand God positions you somewhere. Be part of spiritual transaction there and don't become a prostitute spiritually. It's common now in Nigeria. And every person is part of seven, eight other, and they are not coming to ask the rest of us who are not part of anything. How come we are okay? Stop wasting your time. It is difficult to preach to an Africa because we came from idolatry background. We love it. We feel it. When we are part of this, part of this, part of this, part of this, you know, God is deaf. So after several people, I better connect with the eighth prophet. By the time we are 13 prophet, maybe we hear finally since he's deaf. 
That's why Africans are the normal people who pray with acrobatics. Because they believe that he cannot hear. When you just say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, protect my father. Oh God, Father. Mm, mm. Because you need to show him that you are serious. Then he too will become serious. These are methods of men. And the people have embraced them. Now you can experience agony in the place of prayer by the spirit. But if every now and then when you want to pray, you believe that God will not hear until you shout. And when it's over, you've lost your voice. You know, Father, that one does ready. Father! And then I hear people raising prayer. Shout like somebody actually said. Shout like somebody that down for car. Down for, down for, <laughs> down for door. Just, and everybody. Oh, God. Africans are wonderful. Some of you laughing, you've done some of these things before. <laughs> See, in my life, I love research a lot. I always love to ask. <laughs> when I was very, very, when I was very small, when a white garment church, and occasionally the prophet will say that there will be some destruction in town. All children should be brought to church for protection. I will spend three days in church. All the children, I don't know if can know what I'm talking about. I will lie down, bare floor. So, on getting home, I thought all the children neighbor would have died since they did not come under protection like us. So when I got home and I saw my colleagues were still playing ball together, then I wanted to ask my father that, so, who protected these ones? But of course, if I did, I might have received the beatings of my life. So I kept quiet. But I kept the question inside. <laughs> Is somebody following me? So I told the sister that how long? Said there is God. Bible says our God is a God of knowledge. So I said, which church do you go to? And then she said, please, in your church, they have order what they do. Give when they are giving there. You should not be concerned about that people. If you do, you will save nothing. When you don't save, opportunities will come and you will have nothing. One of the ways through which God answers the prayer of his people is to send opportunities. One of the leaders just got a car recently about two weeks ago. Somebody bought a car in October, got a lucrative offer in America in November, which he wasn't expecting. If he knew, he wouldn't buy a car in October. And they were to leave the country immediately and they brought down the price. You won't believe how much they removed from the car just to sell. Some. And then he was just in the position. I've seen that ritual happen too many times from landed property to house. How many houses have I gone to dedicate? I'm still a tenor, but I'm not sure. I've dedicated many houses in this church. And I'm saying to it's amazing. Be part of a family. See, the problem why do people seek around visions? When I was going to be stranded, when it looked like it in New York two weeks ago, coming for watch night service and everything, and by 31st, I was still in America. And I just said, I sent a message to some of the leaders here. The Lord spoke to me that the devil was planning something, not wanting me to come back to Nigeria. And people prayed. And somebody just straight away just spoke to me 
that pastor i saw you in a vision coming in into the service and that was exactly what happened i arrived in the night just about it i don't need any i am part of a praying family and i am okay anytime i send a message to cc this is what we are praying about men and brethren is the lord speaking to anybody somebody will come up with a word Many of you are in, the, in that kind of church. You don't take advantage. Then you go look for one prophet who will confuse the... the God. And it's, it's getting common. Some people have... They go to church A. But then they have a vigil every month with prophet B. Then there is CRC. Who is a CR? Who sees for the family? Who calls from time to time? Let me tell you the truth. God will hardly send a stranger to you. My sheep know my voice. Be careful. You surely receive a word from God from people that you have you've been able to vet them. You know them. You know no matter they love you. Number two, you know their integrity level. But somebody shows up from nowhere. And then the person is. I cannot remember how many people have walked up to this mouth. Many of them are not this church, uh, members of this church because many people are thoroughly here who have walked up to this mouth, come and ask me to pray for them for the damages caused by some prophets here and there. Family broken this one. And you wonder what is wrong with people. The reason is that an average Christian does not like the word of God. You don't spend time with the word. So the loophole is there. The gulf is there. So you are looking for what will help you make. Let me tell you this. There is no substitute for a time of prayer and fellowship. There is no substitute if you neglect it you are qualified to be deceived and to pay for the deception hallelujah Amen. you see i found out so i told this dear sister that i see i said there are two types of giving i might say maybe somebody <laughs> this way this there are two types oh lord give structure your giving Okay, you earn 300,000 a month. You give a tie 30,000. Maybe you are a partner. You should be a partner in this church. Maybe you give 20,000, let's say 15 as partners. That's 45. You have something. Maybe you give 30 or 40 or 50 to your parents every month. Your money is structured. Okay, I give 5,000 offering. Four Sundays in a month. That's 20K. Maybe two. It's structured. Then the blessing comes on the rest. Then when you hear... Um, this that's the structure of the second one. Maybe the Lord telling you, it says that from time to time, but once in a while to get you to another level. God will not every time tell you to give all, He doesn't say that every time, but He can say that once in a while. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now let me use our church as an example. We have conference, we used to have it in January, but now we have it in the first week of February. Every January, I challenge people to give. If you remember, you already know our calendar. January, we do this. We don't tell anybody to give any certain amount. But we usually say that in January, we change the face of the church. Now they've come, they are going to change everything here. Yeah? And then plus ministers coming from Apostema to everybody working on that. And then actually we are getting maybe another 500, 1,000 this year. When we got this year, they were 5,000. Now they are 10,000. That's what they are 10, or the original one. And now if we are going to get it, you know, it, 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 it's serious. Amen. They were telling me that we needed a better, uh, a bigger, for all these mics and all these gadgets, our big size is filled up. So sometimes they remove one for one. So they'll be telling me that in the big, uh, 
They told me last time they told me about the mixer, and I was delaying the OT was six million. I just asked them on money because now I want to get one ninety eleven point six. I said, God bless our nation. But it's a small thing. We will get it. This way. That's, that's a small thing. I'm just even an idea what see the way I'm sweating. So now I want to add more ACs and some other things. Now we will do all all of that will be done before the last day in January, by the grace of God. All of them will be done. And we don't necessarily have to depend on anybody. I'm just saying this to everybody that see. If in January you already know, so the guy that received 300, you can pray and say, Lord, January will give specially apart from structured giving. What do I do? And then follow how it leads you. But there's no conference in February, there's none in March, there's none in April, there's none in June, there's none in all those months. Be a tighter, be a partner, only respond if the Lord tells you something. But you can save all through that time. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just saying that you are part of, that is the beauty of being part of a family. So you don't go for a program and hear someone else say, ah, God is saying you should drop all. And you are like, ah, but I just gave so much in January. Now this is February again. Should I give my salary again? Give it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Did you just understand what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. This is why it is important to be part of a family. Your eyes should be in one place. It will help you. And I told the person that say, if a deeper life member, uh, this I should stop mentioning, but this is for a good reason, needs prayer. The best way, the best place to receive the richest anointing is in deeper life. The Bible talks about the firstborn written in heaven. There is a register for every Christian name according to the family of church you belong to. Jesus said to the angel in church of Ephesus, Revelation chapter 2, and then to the Pagamos, to the Tartar, to the uh, Philadelphia church, all the seven churches, different angels. There are angels walking here, there are angels walking in redeemed, walking. They recognize those who are members here and they are prepared to always walk with you. Stop switching lines. What I've just said now, it's, it's a message for the body of Christ. Too many things. There's nothing wrong with attending another program else. You can attend the program. But just be careful. I am not in support of churches who tell their people not to marry or read anything below. I don't believe in it. But I understand their reason. But nowadays, there are all kinds of things outside. All kinds of things. Hallelujah. But the beginning of it, what I've just read now, you must not put your eyes on Moses. So that when you don't see Moses, it's equal to you don't see God. Straight away, they told they run. They were the ones who told they run. We need a God. Why? They did not know that it was God. They felt it was Moses. And now that the physical man leading us is no more present, we need another object. And Pharaoh made, Pharaoh made a golden calf. Interesting, like I said on, on Sunday, when they wanted to build the tabernacle, he asked for their gold. When they wanted to build the golden calf, he asked for their gold also. See, money is neither good nor bad. It depends on what you do with it. It takes after the nature of the owner. Money in the hands of some people, the kingdom will expand. Money in the hands of some people. The Bible says that the prosperity of a fool shall destroy him. Because there is a spirit of money. If you have more than what your soul can carry, you start misbehaving. When they were about to enter promise, God started one day, chapter 8. 
He said, you might finish eating and you are satisfied. Then you become arrogant. Then you say, my hand has gotten me this wealth. I will never forget. I say this from time to time. As some powerful prayer, praying, prayerful praying mantis, where were you I? And then they got a job in a multinational. And the way many of them, they saw those children, and then that's how they talk. Analysis will begin. Wealth has come. So God told them, he said, be careful. But the Bible says, Jehoshaphat ate and became fat and kicked against the God. He just kicked, kicked at God. He said, who, who is this one? And the God, that, that controversy with people all through the Bible. That was why he moved God when David settled down and the first thing he was talking about was temple. When God increases your wealth, what do you do first? Nothing in this world will satisfy. Jesus will that will run dry. You know, good things are good, but nothing satisfies. One day I went to see a family in Houston, and the guy decided to get me the, one of the best hotels in Houston. I had to ask him, sorry, how much did you pay for it? He said, don't worry. We're colleagues in school. Now he's based there. And he said, I was so young in America. I said, just, just land in Houston. And the responsibility will be on me. And of course, I love good things. So I landed in Houston. <laughs> Amen. And, and I, I was telling the people there. I mean, it was very wonderful. I mean, the attendants there with their. I saw that. They, I mean, if I started, they wear you know, this coat with tail, with bow tie. Those were still what there. Yes, sir, you're welcome. They collected my bag. And it was so sweet that when I got to the room, I called him. I didn't need anything. I just said, come. And he came. And he bowed. And I said, I need a safety pin. And he said, yes, sir. And he went. He put the pin on the platter. And he came with his coat. Black hats. And he bowed. Ah! I said, this is good. <laughs> I felt like saying that. Sorry, I also didn't need to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? But see, I have come to realize the only satisfaction that we have is Christ. People can be in that room and be sweating. Or somebody can be in a small room and be in absolute peace. God will bless you. You will have good things of life. But make sure they don't have you. That is the life of a Christian. Make sure they don't have you. Yeah. Some believers prosper a little and they have become social drinker. It's not a question of whether it's wrong or not to take. That's not the question. The question is, but you went in doing why are you doing it now? Because your size has increased. So it's not a matter of is it's, it's, it's the question of why now? Why now? Why now? Why this group now? Why going to these places now? Are you with me? Anyway, so Moses, they made the golden calf. Let's read on. Hallelujah. Your eyes should never be on Moses. When you kneel down in your house to pray, believe that God is there. His presence is there. We come to church to hear the word, to worship, to be a blessing. But we believe. 
It is no more powerful if I pray than if you pray. We are all God's children. Is somebody hearing me? Now, Aaron said, break up your golden earrings and then from your wife, from your son's wife, and then they went like that. Verse 3. And not the people break up. I mean, they gave an offering for a golden. <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. You see, if you are in a church and the church is on a journey somewhere, be part. After service, Paul Shadi was already telling me, and I will say a bit of this on Sunday. So everybody have said that, sorry, all the diesel for the five days or the six days of the conference on me. People are already, and I usually say that, what I've noticed, those who say something, not that they were millionaires before. The more you take this step of faith, the more God responds is true. It's an opportunity. There will not be conference again for months. And now conference comes on again next year. When at the beginning of the everybody is taking a step of faith, you too should. I don't stand for people and ask people to give without trying to outgive everybody. It's my policy. Anyway, so they gave the iron rings. Verse 4, let's read on. Are you with me? And he received and he fashioned it. Can you imagine? He said, This be thy God, O Israel, which brought thee out of the. They should flog Aaron. He made the calf. Moses was his own brother. Aaron saw a measure of the glory. At least he saw some. And he said, This, this, this brought you. And the people, even though Aaron knew, was lying. But later, when Moses confronted them, but why did you do this? He said, But you know, the people are set on mischief. They are set in their hearts. So I gave them what they wanted. It is a number one temptation of a pastor. Crowd can move you to begin to do what is not God's will. Yeah. You might teach and pray, but you don't shake to say that I'm seeing in the spirit now. Now, it happens. Gifts of the spirit are real. But you see, like Papa Egil said, there are days you can even pray more. And the Holy Spirit might not manifest. The anointing in the atmosphere might just be, I teach them the word. But because you see the way they are looking at you, so is that all you will stop with? You will just, you are not going to call out the, and then you begin to manifest. Another spirit will occupy that pastor when you do that. That was, it's in the, in, in the prophet, it's called the error of Balaam. Yes. By the third time, God refused to speak to Balaam. He turned to them and he brought prophecy out by himself. And then he was bearded by the children of Israel. That's always the end. Bearded, he was bearded physically. Old Testament shadow, New Testament reality. When the prophet does that in New Testament, you also be bearded. Your authority, that's your head, is taken away. After a while, nobody hears your voice again in the kingdom of God. You will be there, but you become an echo. And it has happened to a lot of men of God. Pressure. People can pressure you. Pastor would have told me one time, somebody came to his office and he said that they brought, a friend brought a so professor to pray for and the first question he asked sir do you see about that sir, didn't i agree to when you enter if i couldn't see but what she was trying to say that i know you are my friend's pastor are you the type because what and that is how they start so she will go to someone else who will see even the person know they see anything ah where's your mother-in-law uh-huh. and i see ah they are ah they are so strong. Many are they that are binding you. Why? Why? So people can push. She was going to push him. People can push. And when they appear to be very wealthy, 
and you notice that they feel a little disappointed that you have just went just to pray then you might want to ask something okay you know what bring a bottle of this one let me pray over it let's go to your house and sanctify the house so that you can impress them you can impress them put you under pressure hallelujah and when secondary school, a man was praying for some, but then there was no anointing. The person was not for it. Just get the person sliding. <laughs> Just to let people think, you know. <laughs> are you are you with me? Is somebody getting me tonight? Anyway, let's let let's just get to where I want to stop tonight. Let, let's move on. So this topic is so sweet. I'm just going there and there. <laughs> when they also said tomorrow. It's a feast to the Lord. Can you imagine? And they rose tomorrow, they offered burnt offering. Verse 7. The Lord said to Moses, Go, get down, get it down. For thy people which thou hast brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Next verse. They, they have turned aside quickly. They have made a calf and so on. Verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people be old. It is a stiff-necked people. Ah, it's bad for God to describe man like that. And the Lord said, next verse, let's be very far to write up. Now therefore let me alone that my rot, my wax ought against them, that I might consume them, and I will make you a great nation. Moses was a great man. You see, that is why ah, Except by the spirit, you can't know a man. Now, if God tells you, if you were there that day and God, God told you that if you were, if you were told by God that Moses was a peaceful man, you will argue with God. When he came down from the mountain, you know what he did? He took the golden calf, he broke it into pieces, grounded it to powder, sprinkled the powder over water and forced them to drink the water. And then he made men to kill 20, about 7,000 men in one day. If we were there, say this leader is very violent. Ah, ah! Make people to drink water, poisonous water. But you wouldn't know that before God, Moses was a great guy. You know why? God already said he was going to wipe all of them off. And that it will make Moses a name instead of them. And Moses began to beg that no, 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 no. Some African guys will say, Really? May I help you destroy them? <laughs> First, so you will kill all of them, and I will be the, I will be the, me and my children, I will kill all of them. But Moses started praying. Oh, mm. He said, God, and look at what Moses told God. This is very funny. See, God is awesome. And he listened to Moses. Moses began to tell God, and you see, if you read, go on, please, give me that scripture again. Can you just leave it there, please? And let, let's move down. So Moses said, if the, Verse 11. And Moses besought the Lord his God. And he said, Lord, why are you this angry? That's what he's saying. Ah, he said, the people you have brought out of the land of Egypt with your great power and your mighty hand. You have invested so much in these people. Next verse. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, you brought them out for mischief to slay them in the wilderness, to consume them. He said, turn from thy fierce anger and repent. Can you imagine him? <laughs> Moses was telling God in that defense. Like when you go and preach to sinners. He was telling God that, turn from your anger and repent. And God said, I should repent. Moses said, yes, repent. <laughs> Look at the next verse. He said, repent of the evil you want to do. Verse 13. 
And he said, remember Abraham, Isaac, remember everything. Verse 14. It's very interesting. And the Lord repented. God said, okay, I repent. That is that what you want? But he said, yes. I should say, I repent. <laughs> For time. Maybe we'll pick it up from here next week. Moses that was asking God to repent, that was telling God that, ah, sir, this anger is too much now. Please, sir, repent. And God said, okay. When they got to the valley, and Moses saw what God saw, he killed about 20,000. I said, God would have been like, oh, really? Because he didn't know what God was talking about. He was like, ah, this anger is too much. Calm down, God, repent. And God said, okay, I repent. It's about whether you will repent when you get down there. And the Bible said when Moses got to the camp, he didn't know the gravity of what God was telling him. When he saw the golden camp, the people were committing fornication and they were naked. Oh, his head flew off. He was like, God. He said, who is on the Lord's side, first of all? <laughs> and some guys came out that we know, Jesus, please get your sword and waste those guys there. And then the Lord that God gave him in anger, broke the law. And he had to go and do another 40 days on the mountain again for another law. I'm sure when they arrived on the mountain, the second that God said, Moses, what happened now? <laughs> you know, sometimes you appear righteous, calming someone down when they are going through something until the same thing happens to you. You can go to the house of somebody weeping and mourning. They just lost somebody. Ah, this is too much. This display. Ah, that calm down. Everybody will die. One of those Yoruba ways of coming, but I say, hey, say, just he has gone to wait for us there. And then, <laughs> or someone has just lost a job. Say, a job is not the end of the world. And you are, you are, you are talking philosophy. You are, I mean, psychology. And you are like, don't worry. Say, life is, 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 is this one has gone so that a better one can come. And then you are talking, talking. And then when is your turn? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But what I want to pick is from that verse, verse 7, please. Go, let's start from 7 again. So God said to Moses, and then Moses prayed, go to verse where Joshua and Moses were talking. Is it 14, 15, 16? As they were coming down, verse 17. And Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, and he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. Verse 18. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mystery, neither it is the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing, I do hear. I want to stop here. So, as Moses was coming down from the mountain, God already told Moses that the people had turned into idolatry. But Joshua didn't hear anything from God. He didn't hear anything. didn't know anything. As they were coming close to the valley, he started hearing sound. He said, okay, there is war in the car. I can hear him push out. Moses said, no. It's not a sign of defeat or victory. But people jubilated. That's what I'm hearing. This is where I hope to pick the man. This is the main message. Everything in life around you is about your interpretation. The day I shared on interpretation, I explained to you. It's not about what is going on around you. It's about how you interpret what is going on. So the chief baker and the chief butler of Pharaoh, it's a story we all know very well, had a dream, Genesis 40. 
they both saw three objects three baskets three days all of them the two of them then they both saw three days and they both were in the prison with joseph then joseph said this is the interpretation of your dream he said to the chief butler the interpretation is that in three days time you will be restored back then the chief baker to said his own dream and then mostly joseph said this is the interpretation your own interpretation is that in three days you shall be beheaded one was restored one was killed not because of their dream but because of the interpretation of their dream this is the problem with interpretation part time in your life all matters around you are interpreted by your experience and background or by revelation joshua quickly said there is war because joshua was a warrior he was a fighter so every sound he heard in his life sounded like another war when we get to the art of this message we are going to talk about this when people are warfare conscious family rivalry fight fight fights all the sound they hear is a prophet that will tell them that is your sister doing you your father doing you when people get stuck in that country they can remain there for the next 40 years i feel sorry for a lot of people are you with me praise the lord do you know that you can actually grow up not trusting anybody and it begins to affect what you do you can have fear so much inside and it is out of fear you interpret anything going on what is dangerous about and i've ministered to people like that before the day god brings opportunity they will suspect it, they will be afraid of it and they will leave it then they will go back and pray and be asking god when will you lift me when will you visit me he sent a visit an opportunity on their way they will reject it because there is a fear inside this is why on sunday we begin to deal with warfare inside imagination pictures i want to dwell on pictures how do we submerge you will change only when you first change inside the greatest the most difficult battle to fight is to change the picture that is here your life will play out what is the predominant picture here and this is a serious spiritual exercise i will tell you why we fast and pray it's not to attack somebody outside or anything all the battles are here whether you are going to be ex extremely wealthy prosperous healthy in 2022 is a matter of the picture that is here life does not respond per se to what you are saying life only saying is part of it, but life looks at the picture that is here it is what your life will replay outside let's rise hallelujah can i advise somebody try your best not to miss any wednesday service all services in january will be very powerful we are building towards something if you hear me long enough by the time the conference starts it will be fire on petrol we are laying a foundation for everybody to get ready quantum leap is real very real you might have entered this year at this level you can move five levels by the time the year will end i have met men who move times five in six months i've experienced the same thing myself quantum leap is very real all the problems that you are dealing with at this level you can lead them and mount to another level 
Over there, you can meet more challenge, but you would have moved to another level, another level. Again, I want to say quantum leap is very possible. It's happening to people, and it is your turn. That you are totally, you are, there is a shift that you cannot explain from what you used to be to some, a real shift, a real shift, a real shift, a real shift. Very true. Yeah. Those are the things we want to deal with on Sunday. What will I be doing? What will I be doing? How can I turn a small kiosk to a mini, a shop, a main shopping mall? How? How do I turn where I'm managing with somebody and then we are owning a five-star hotel? I have given this prophecy out before very soon. When we do conferences, all the people are coming from outside Lagos. We will not stay in any hotel other than yours. We won't be doing things other people. Hallelujah. I have said this before. By the grace of God, this church will build us people one day that will stop people traveling abroad. It will be the best. And for the low class people, people in the society out there, it will be free. The only people that we pay are don't let me you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, if, if you're in government position, you refuse to build us. When you come, you pay because everything two weeks ago, one of the people that came to see me, maybe she's watching now, she's a doctor in Philadelphia in America, and it's another one in Minnesota. And I told them that you guys, please, oh, you are consultant now, you are reading, keep reading. They are lady said, Keep reading, said, Because I'm going to call you very soon, you are coming back here, yeah. I have a lot of doctors abroad who are friends that were UI together and I've been telling them, do what you are doing there. Study very well because you are coming there. You are not living over there. Where you can be there for 6, 10 years. Some of them have been there for 9, 11 years. When, you are, when we are true, you are coming back here. Hallelujah. Anybody who is going there to acquire something and you are coming back, I've already spoken word over you. The gate is open. But if you are running away, we shut the gate. Come back here. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> if your plan is to go for some years, get some things and come back to rebuild this nation. We will support you. But if your plan is to run away <laughs> and make no mistake about don't think it will always be like that with them in Europe. In America. Our nation will pull through. Yes. And we are getting close. We are getting close. Hallelujah. Some of us are so committed to this nation. We will see the glory of God here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for everyone who has received. I bless this congregation in the name of Jesus. Cause your face to shine on them. Peace and mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say to your neighbor, do not seek man. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. 
If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.